Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Anomalous Radio Network. I'm your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for joining me. I have a special, special, like, celebrity guest to me. Celebrity, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, this... You're reaching the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to have this guy. He is one of the hosts of Life, Life of Gaming podcast, and he is one of the editors and contributors to PlayStation Enthusiasm. Please, everybody... This guy is just also happy. He's giving the eulogy for the video video games uh, genres. <laughs> then I thank everybody for reading and commenting on. Um, everybody, uh, this special guest joining me is Sir. I like to call him Sir. Sir Josh Brent. Sir Brandt has been knighted. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Oh, good, thank sir? you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been like, oh man, it's been like two months yes. <laughs> since I've last podcasted. Our podcast is on a little hiatus, if you don't know. But we're going to get back with it. Um, thank you for having me on. I think the last time I did a podcast was with you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, with uh, DNA. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and I enjoyed that discussion. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Josh is here to give the eulogy or closing uh, for the beauty of your games, um, uh, genres for this project. And I didn't do it last year for a closing. Um, last year I did it with my good friend, Ryan Beeman, and we kind of talked about, uh, companies, um, and other, and other like third parties that we got missed. Like, so we talked about Nintendo, I mean, not Nintendo, we talked about Konami, <laughs> Sega, um, on all their contributions to uh, the video game genre. I'm not video game genre, video game industry. So we're just talking right. about companies. And so we didn't have an actual closer. So, Josh, you are the first closer for this project. So thank you once again. <laughs> oh, I, no problem. Anytime. So <laughs> I'm you... just sitting here in my little home <laughs> doing nothing. So <laughs> wow. So uh, always can, open. Can you give us a little bit background about you? Okay, well, I live in Ohio. I'm married. I have two kids, Eli and Titus, married to my beautiful wife, Erica. Um, I'm a physical therapy assistant by the day, so I'm doing all that range of motion, stretching, exercises with patients. So um, enjoy that. Um, at night, that's when I play all my games. Video games are my number one hobby, other than like sports, fantasy football, and <laughs> things like that, hanging out with friends. But yeah, um, I started, um, James and I, who I've known since kindergarten, we started the podcast Life of Gaming. And it's just something we wanted to do to sort of get together with other people in the industry, fellow best friend, if you will, and just talk about our love for games. And we have a topic each week. Well, we did until we went on this hiatus. But like I said, it's just life, you know, comes in and then you have to sort of step back. And that's what sort of had to do with James getting a new job and then me finding a new place to work. And so um, we're looking to reboot that in the winter time. But um, in the meantime, I've been writing. I write for PlayStation Enthusiast dot com and then Enthusiast dot GG. I'm mainly for re views and news articles but i do occasional features and we had a little podcast going there but that also sort of fell by the wayside but <laughs> we're look we're looking to rebrand it and you know get it up jump started again so in the near future we should be starting all this stuff again so i'm really excited about that yay i'm so happy i'm so happy i can finally <laughs> catch up i can finally catch up 
So, yeah. <laughs> so um, we're going to get into the uh, discussion. And what do you what do you think it takes for a genre uh, to make you love it? Like, what? How do you fall in love with a video game genre? A genre in particular. Well, for me, the central narrative has to speak to me. My favorite games revolve around a narrative. So depending on the genre, like for an RPG, like I cling to like, well, Mass Effect. Because the narrative is so gripping. Um, Like first person shooter, Bioshock. Just such a great atmosphere. Um, the Last of Us for three, um, third person action. So for me, I always I'm more of a single player gamer. Like I don't play too many multiplayer games, mm-hmm. but a narrative is central focus for me, and that's what I love. That's what gets me into any genre, really, more than anything. So oh, wow. you just kind of like nail everything on the head. <laughs> that's the same thing with me. <laughs> it's like it's oh really? Like, yes. It's I mean I still I play a lot of online games, but I always look forward to a single player game. Like and I want the story and I hope that hope that it changes not change change it. Um I hope it tells a good story. It doesn't make me be like, really? Y'all just throw this in just to make the story go along like that gets me in the narrative because sometimes movies do that like they just throw something in to quickly like end the story or something like that and it's just like no flesh this stuff out and be creative fleshing it out um right have a deep lore yes like darks the soul series that's probably my favorite series of all time in any medium (laughs) (laughs) i love those games with a passion and there's such a deep underlying store, such deep underlying story elements and yeah. lore to it that you can just get lost for <laughs> years <laughs> if you wanted to in it, and it's awesome. So it, I really enjoy experiences like that. It's so funny that you mentioned uh, mentioned Mass Effect uh, because I actually I really had a problem with Bioware themselves. Like I did not like their games at all. <laughs> because it was just, is that with Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? Yes. Oh, you you not you knocked it right out the park. I love J Empire. J Empire was good, but that oh Star, man, That's that Star classic. Wars game was just terrible. Because something, <laughs> I guess I just didn't understand Bioware, and I didn't like the choose your adventure kind of aspect of it because it yeah. was just like ugh. And when it came to Mass Effect, you know, I, my friend told me to sit down, play this game. And I played the whole trilogy. I was just like, every day coming back to my friend, be like, okay, I want to know what's happening next. Like, <laughs> he, he, was, uh, he was going good and I was going bad. And I was just like, oh, I don't like the gameplay, but the story is engrossing. Came to Mass Effect 2 and I completely fell in love. Like, uh, Yeah, that's, that's when it really took off. Oh, and I was oh. just like, the story is deep. This, these characters, this, I mean, it has the heroic playing game mechanic to it, so that already hooked me. That story <laughs> and uh, Gaius, I think, Gaius or... Uh, oh, what's his name? You're talking about the... The sniper. A Garrus. Garrus, yes. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite characters of all time. He he became like my roadie for all three games. Like, once I got him... <laughs> He Question was, is, did you romance him? You loved him so much. No, I actually, <laughs> let me tell you, I um, I act, in the first game, I actually killed the black girl that was with me and kept the Chinese ah. guy alive, the Asian guy alive. But Kate in the third, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, in the third game, I wrote missed the Asian guy in the uh, <laughs> in the, just to see if I could, what, what would happen um, because it seems that uh, in the game or in the series, um, the blue alien that helps you that you know it's kind of like she she looks like she's supposed to be the yeah. love interest Sierra or whatever yeah yeah uh, she's supposed to be the love interest for your character. That's obviously. how. It, that's how. It, <laughs> yeah, obviously. So right. I was just like, mm, no. I was just like, I just want to take it different. But uh, yeah, Mass Effect is just like one of my favorites. Uh, uh, oh, I bet you can't wait for Mass Effect and drama. Uh, I, I. Or maybe not. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm ready. I'm. I want to see more of it. I think what they show at the PlayStation uh, Four event um, could have been better. Because I'm just like, yeah. you could have showed this at E3, and you showed this at a conference that, to really see it, you have to have a 4K TV. Like, the, yeah. conf- the conference was already horrible. <laughs> right. I think that's the general consensus, definitely. <laughs> uh, I think that, oh, I bet you that'd be one of the worst things of 2016 for, well, besides digital homicide. But yeah, but Andromeda, I am ready for. I just hopefully I can see more at E three next year, or even the PlayStation Experience. That hopefully they show uh, they show more of it. Um, And I definitely, of course, I'm a player on PlayStation four. But yeah, uh, for genres and stuff like for the genres that I wrote about, I've always been into RPGs, and I've always been into platformers. You know. Platformers mm. was kind of my start in gaming, so of course Mario Brothers and stuff. But anything that was like like Mario, Contra, uh, Mega Man, uh, Kid Nick, I like even like the bad uh, platforming games. They were always my go-to. I see a platforming game and like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Um, the only one, <laughs> one of the hardest platforming games is Batman by Sunsoft for the NES. That's like one of my hardest ones, but I still love it. I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That was voted as like one of the hardest games of all time. <laughs> yeah, I could never get to the Joker, but every time I played it, I'm like, I love the music. I love the jumping around and fighting. It's just like, that was my game to go to. And then it came to the Super Nintendo and then beat em ups and uh, were my thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Streets of Rage. Fine yes. by eight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, Streets of Rage 2 is... My, oh my gosh! Oh. That has the soundtrack. That sound. Just go listen to that. Oh. Anybody listen? Man. Oh my goodness! I played that so much. Um, a couple of years ago, I went to uh, the Midwest uh, Gaming Classics, and they had Streets of Rage on the TV. So Ooh. nobody was <laughs> right. Nobody was playing it. So I had the and it was the original the cart with the Genesis controller. So I'm playing the game, and the good guy's just like, "Oh, you must be really good at this game." I was like, "Yep." He he saw it every time they threw me. I let, was landing correctly. I knew where all the one ups were at. Like I could play the game on hard and beat it with one player. Like yeah, that, oh man, that game. Uh, Number three, I, I always liked the kangaroo you could get. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the punching gloves. Yeah, one of the secrets you could find. Oh uh, yeah, great. Uh. But we're going to move on. Uh, do you feel like playing different genres expands your skills? Believe so. Honestly, if you stick with one genre, I don't think you can really grow skills in other areas. For instance, if you just play Call of Duty 
Mm-hmm. It can work with other genres, I guess, but if you're playing an RPG, you're going to be thrown off a little bit. But um, I go with the verbiage that if you love something enough, just just do it. <laughs> like, if you are just for Call of Duty, go for it, or Madden, anything. Just if you're in this specific genre and you love it, you know, just stay with that. And, you know, it maybe those genres branch out like rocket league for instance yes. if you're into sports you know that's where that has some other multiplayer aspects so they can branch out and then yeah i mean it can grow into something else but definitely if you know i think there is room to grow and i'm hoping more genres can sort of go together and you know form their own thing which that's the question I have, like kind of at the end <laughs> about genres coming together, like not not so much clashing, but yeah, um, being being like being put into that to that one genre, like RP uh, RPG mechanic being put into Call of Duty multiplayer, so you get experience, mm-hmm. points, you know, to level up yeah. your, your character and stuff. Just like you didn't really see that in first person shooters, like you were, you just got the kills. Right. Yeah, I think and that's part of the evolution of video gaming. You have to be able to take risk and you know, I'm appreciate games like Doom, the new Doom that came out. I don't know if you played that, but that's just pure first person bliss. Like that just gets that down to a T. Yeah. And we need games like that, plus like you said with Call of Duty, like experimenting with RPG mechanics. I think that's pretty cool too. And um yeah, I mean, as you can see, that the innovation needs to be there, as with new ways they play, such as PSVR, which is releasing in a week. <laughs> oh. I won't be buying that right away, but oh. I think that'll open up a whole brand new, all these other genres that we didn't have experienced before. So, well, I th- yeah, I think it's awesome how it's going. I think PSVR is the viewpoint because it's all first person. Um, yeah. I think it's very weird to be like, okay, this is the, it's a music genre game like Res Infinite. It's a music genre game, but your viewpoint is first person. So, do we go, because some games you wonder, did you go by viewpoint and that's the genre, or did you go by the gameplay mechanics that make it a genre? Or both of them have to be, both of them have to work together to create that one genre. Yeah, well, like you said, that I mean, it's a, the viewpoint, which is neat about VR, is that you can take like something like Tetris. Mm-hmm. I forget what the game called, but it's like a block. You have a block, and then you try to fit it through a hole, and you use your head to guide it and turn it. Yeah. Which it's you know it's the same puzzle genre, but it's just giving you a different viewpoint to control it. And I think that's what's really neat about VR because it's on a. I don't think it's just a gimmick. I think it's something that's gonna catch on maybe not right away but down the road it's definitely going to grab audiences and have unique things outside of gaming in a whole also but yeah i think like you said it's just another way to experience a certain genre that you want to play like um think of a dungeon crawler or something in Mm -hmm. vr you know that would be sort of cool like you can play it first person just with a regular on a regular PS4, but on like a PSVR, you know, actually <laughs> be in that environment. I mean, 
possibilities are endless. So, um, yeah, as long as they keep innovating but keeping true to the roots of what genre is, I think those are the best experiences to be had. Yeah, uh, I know they have video of um, Tomb Raider in VR. So, uh, like, that will, that yes. like a game like that would actually work for VR. I think that's definitely cool. Res Infinite, uh, I've been seeing videos here and some of the music. I'm like, okay, this works in VR. Um, one of the things, though, I have with VR is that how long are the games going to be? Right, and that's a big problem, as you can see <laughs> at the launch. There hasn't been really any triple-A experience. They're all bite-sized glorious um, demos. So, like Batman VR, which I hear is an awesome experience. It's yeah. And it's different, which is cool, but you know, they're not really long experiences. And I hear some people can't handle longer experiences in VR. But, um, yeah, it's just, it, time will tell. But I think it has same power other than, like, a PlayStation Move, which <laughs> fizzles out and you could tell was going to be something that wouldn't really stick. So Well, that's another episode which you love with the Move controller. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, the move. <laughs> <laughs> because definitely during that time uh, with the Kinect um, and with Move, as much as people, la the community and probably the other companies laughed at Nintendo, you kind of got to give it up to Nintendo because they kind of changed the whole video game way of thinking uh, with the Wii. And it sold, as, as, as even regardless of the way that it sold, I mean, it brought in new audience, and I don't think PlayStation or I don't think Sony and Microsoft ever actually brought in a new audience the way that Nintendo has. Um, no, what they've done is widen the audience, I think. But Nintendo just totally blew it open with the Wii, yeah. which I, <laughs> looking back at it, I don't think it's a very good console, and I hate the, <laughs> the Wii remotes. Sorry, anybody hates me saying that, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like you, like you said, at least it just blew up the video game industry into a whole new area. And then, then with the 3DS and DS in the mobile market, um, they've been taking a good share there too. So I like what Nintendo's doing, and hopefully the NX sort of brings back that <laughs> glorious return they so need. Well, it's it's always Nintendo that every I feel like with Nintendo that. They always bring innovation. They're always trying something different, and and I think they're the ones that force third party to change on how to develop and make games and be creative. And and I feel like Sony and Microsoft, they just be like, we'll just give you the power, just give us the same more games that's going to sell. And th that's mm. kind of how I see it. And I think that's staggering right now. That's staggering the video game industry itself because. If you look at PS4 and Xbox One, um, I was talking about this on NGR. or No, not NGR. I was actually talking this on uh, Connected with uh, Kyle and uh, Corey that I walked into GameStop, looked at the Microsoft, and looked at the Sony Owls, and was just like, I don't want anything for PlayStation 4 or Xbox. I feel like I got everything that I want. And 
I feel like if, when I go to the Wii, Wii section, I'll be like, you know what? That looks weird. Let me try that. That looks something entertaining. Let me try that. And it, it, it just feels like something that's on a Nintendo platform allows me to try something different compared to what Xbox and Sony uh, offers. Right. And we all need a Nintendo. <laughs> a healthy Nintendo is good for the video game industry because with the Wii U, like you said, it sort of stagnates <laughs> if they're not innovating. So the NX is going to be, I'm, I can't wait to hear what that's going to be because depending on what it is, it could <laughs> make all new genres, yeah. you know, if with its the sinking abilities, like if the rumors are true about it being something you can take on the go and then play on the TV or whatever. I mean, possibilities are endless and I'm glad Nintendo <laughs> is still taking risk, but I do believe that they need to get third parties back in a big way because, like you said, Sony and Microsoft are pandering to the thir- third parties, but that's really what makes you go. And Nintendo needs to try to get back in that good, the good graces there. But see, I think uh, one of the thing about one of the things about that uh, um, is that Sony and Microsoft, of course, they got third party. But it feels like they want third party wants Nintendo kind of to pay for everything, advertisement. Um, they, they kind of want Nintendo to do all the work, and I feel like when it comes to Sony and Microsoft, they don't; those two don't have to do it because they know that they feel like their game, there is an expectation that their game is going to sell big on their system. And right. just, and it's kind of and it's kind of weird to say this that. Um, there's better. There were. There's been better indie games on Wii on Nintendo platforms than actual AAA third-party games. Um, there was a. There was a period in 2014 that all the AAA, most of the AAA games that was third-party was broken and needed a patch on day one, and didn't really satisfy yeah. uh, a lot of people. Where the games that for the people that work with Nintendo. Uh, uh, Capcom making the uh, Luigi's Mansion arcade game that's been a big hit like making money at the arcades um, Bayonetta 2 made Platinum get more recognized than anything else um, people was playing Hyrule Warriors who've never played a Mosu, uh, Masu game so you know if it wasn't for Hyrule Warriors Dragon Quest Warriors when it got, get, when it got made you know, and that got oh, a lot of people. I love into. the Warrior games, <laughs> right? And a lot of people have gotten into a lot of those games and other genres because of Nintendo work with more Japanese developers than Western developers. And you can't really say that for Microsoft or Sony because all they, all you got, all you can say about them is just that well, they pay for the exclusive, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, it goes both ways, I guess. But you're right, Nintendo with their innovation, that's what sets them apart. And that's something that they need to have because they're not looking to compete with Sony and Microsoft. What they want to do is their own thing. And if they can succeed in that, which I think the Wii U just had misinterpretations and wasn't what they set out to be, it could have been a lot better. But the what the it sounds like they're really trying to further in that innovation that they're so good at. And I ho- I'm thinking that it's going to really propel Nintendo back to the top. As you can see with Pokemon Go, they hit a home run with that. (laughs) I know that's not all Nintendo doing that, but the idea, and now with Mario or whatever, (laughs) is going to come to the iOS. 
you know, they're starting to hit into that with the amiibos. That's been a huge seller for them. Like, wish they would have did that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wish they would have did that a long time ago. Um, and, but and yeah, and as much as people love Pokemon Go, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon has gotten a lot of people back into the series. Like, yeah. watching these videos, everybody's just like, okay, now I'm definitely going to get this game. Because if Pokemon Sun and Moon does more than what Pokemon Go does, then everybody know that Nintendo's strategy <laughs> in the mobile market for the, for the 3DS is actually working. All we need Nintendo to do is make a proper RPG game <laughs> for a home console. <laughs> so NX, it, it better come out on the NX. <laughs> I I, ha- I do have Tokyo Mirage session, but I'm waiting to play that. Um, Paper Mario, oh, yeah. yeah, Paper Mario Color Splash. I have, um, let's just say I have at this moment. <laughs> uh, oh, you have, yeah. Oh. Um, and of course Zelda next year. Oh, I cannot wait for that. Oh game. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that's back- the deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we should get back to the topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I- know where we went to well, that's <laughs> back to you trust me we go yep. anywhere that we want to um <laughs> as a playstation enthusiast what genre on the playstation brand seem new to you new to me yes as an in innovative or innovative just... something that you didn't play on the 16 or old school or old games or you just decided like well let's say let's say driving games like you didn't play them but Gran Turismo got you kind of interested on the PlayStation, like, you know, different genres. Like, you've seen something that you didn't play back on the olden days, but now, since it's on the PlayStation, um, and it don't even have to be PlayStation, when it could be on any PlayStation system, got you into that genre. I would say the big genre that I've gotten into with these new consoles, and it's sort of weird because they're more (laughs) indie-like, but in old school, but I've never played games like this before, and that would be roguelikes. Like, oh my gosh. Like, all these indie games, like The Binding of Isaac, and most recently, Darkest Dungeon, which I reviewed on the site. Uh-huh. Um, I love that game. <laughs> Those the, Just the replay value, and they're limitless. I mean, you could go on forever. Enter the Gungeon... Um, Hyperlight Drifter, to name a few. I, I mean, these games are doing something different, but they have that old school aesthetic, and I think that's really cool. Okay, <laughs> it's good that you mentioned roguelike games because I've never got into the genre at all. I own, oh, po- really? like I own Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, um, and I continue to buy them, but I was just, I, I, I think I need a, a not a better experience, but a different to learn what the genre is. So that if when I go back to the mystery dungeon, be like, okay, I know now what the mechanics of a rogue like game is, and I can implement it in my playtime. So yeah, um, I can't. I'm trying to think of like a Nintendo based roguelike. Oh, I can't it really. Could be, <laughs> look, it could be PlayStation. I own all three consoles. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, no, I, <laughs> it's just more accessible to some. I mean, yeah, I think you should really, if you haven't tried the Bind of Isaac. That's probably one of my favorites because the possibilities are endless. I and... need I need to try that one. Um, is it a gungeon? Isn't that a a two D shooter? That is, it's an isometric. It's over the top. Uh-huh. It's a bullet hell type of game where you go through 
like a dungeon, but you're like a bullet and you get all these different types of guns. And <laughs> as you go deeper, you get new ones and unlock, then you can go back. And, um, to hit on your genre question, I don't know. I don't know if you consider the indie genre, uh, indie games of the genre. Yes. Per se. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's another one that's been really stepping up as a family man <laughs> married. I don't have as much time for games as I used to have. I have a backlog that's super huge. I'm trying to I'm trying to commit to beating The Witcher because oh. I love that game. Okay, can I marry you right now too? Can I be your <laughs> Can I be your extra husband? I, I know what she means because I got Witcher three on Xbox One and I'm planning to get the complete edition of PS4. Uh, I I know it sounds weird, but I need to. I think I might just restart The Witcher three and just get into that game. So. Trust me, when you speak about back, when you talk about backlogs, I'm <laughs> I'm on the same level as you. Yeah. So, as far as genre goes, I would say indie because yeah, I can't. I don't have time for Fallout Four, which I want to get back to as well. But <laughs> these games are just perfect bite size games that you can play and enjoy, and are roguelike. The story elements aren't as the narrative isn't as important, which I love in games, but. There's still some underlying narratives, but I just enjoy coming back to them. Um, Nuclear Throne, I think it's called. That's one for the PS Vita and PS4 that I really liked that you could just keep going back to. It's hard as hell, but (laughs) fun. So I I find that the games are just fun. They're not frustrating. Like, you think you die, but it's not like you really lose a lot. So I don't know. I just like that whole genre runs specifically. It's so, it's so funny. The transformation of indie games that it started off as flash games on the computer. <laughs> and then yep. so, some of them came to like consoles. And then when the digital platforms opened up on all three, um, it, it became huge. So, so like we 360 PS3, um, there weren't that much indie games, and then when they start incorporated, they said, I'll, and I'll give it up to Xbox Live Arcade that they were oh, yeah. like 360 was big on it. And then they came when they came to PS3 and uh, Wii. I'm like, okay, you have a lot of different tastes in games, and you know when the new systems came out, it just exploded everywhere. And you still get them on PC, um, but I remember um, Alien Hominid on GameCube, and I remember yeah. it being a Flash <laughs> game. And when it came to GameCube, I was just like, oh, my goodness, the game is so good. It's hard, but then I'm like, this is the Contra game that I love. Yes. You know? <laughs> and uh, and even this, it, even uh, I even talk about Contra Rebirth. Even though it's from Konami, uh, it still feels indie because it's a five-level game. Uh, it's like an EP, if you think about it in a music sense. It's like an EP of, like, five levels <laughs> or five songs. Yeah. And it's a good... 35 to an hour game. That's a good way to put it. An EP. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not like the full album, but right. you're still getting the major deal of the and, artist. <laughs> Guacamelee is so good. Oh, that game is so good. What is it? Uh, Guacamelee. Guacamelee, yeah. Guacamelee. Yeah. Guacamelee. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I I thought that's what you said, but... <laughs> no, I Yeah, that game... Oh, man, that's such a great game. <laughs> yeah, um, I did pick up Axiom Verge uh, also. Um, oh, I love that one too. Wrestle Gun 
good night that thing is addictive. Oh, man. That's one of the best PS4 games, yeah. no doubt. Okay, I'm guilty. <laughs> I don't own Rocket League. Yes, I know I need to get it. <laughs> I know I need to get it. Um, Wait, you didn't have it for PS Plus? <laughs> um, No, I do have PS Plus, but I didn't get it. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, because I, I don't know. I think I wasn't into it. Like, everybody was playing this and it was good. But I, I kind of felt like... Uh, I know it's a sports game and it's a driving game, but I kind of won't like Burnout Takedown again or something like that. <laughs> or, uh, they need to make a new Burnout game. Uh, I I gotta still play Paradise. I heard that one is good, but Takedown is uh, ah, magnificent. <laughs> yep, reboot it. <laughs> <laughs> um, how should a person get started in a new genre? Like how how do you introduce? Or how does someone should introduce themselves to a new genre? Should they be like, you know what, I'm just try this game, or should they be like, read reviews, watch a review, um, talk to friends? Like, how do you think they should get started? Well, we play games to enjoy them, and I'm a big component of that. And I think it's good you should try to broaden your horizons and play different things. Like, I wouldn't have tried MLB The Show. 16 this year i had it as a review copy and i i'm not a big sports guy but that game's one of the best games i've played this year and um i think you just need to give things a try but overall if you're not enjoying it after playing for an hour or two you just probably need to try maybe go to a different genre or try something else in that genre to see if you like it because you know, the big th- reason why we play games is for the fun factor. And if you're not having fun with something, then <laughs> don't try to put yourself through it. Like, I love RPGs, but Final Fantasy thirteen. when I, you know, I was saying this is an RPG, but I was totally not enjoying myself the whole time while I was playing. So I should have went to something else that would satisfy that RPG itch, but... um. <laughs> It's funny that you bring up Final Fantasy Thirsty. It's funny that you. Bring, <laughs> I keep saying that um, because because I, I got upset with Final Fantasy Thirteenth because it's a six party team, but throughout the whole game, it's only two people doing most of the stories. Like it, it feels like every time they regroup, they got split again for some unknown reason. And, yeah, and just we, yeah, propel the story. Yeah, and it was just like you know fighting to get your uh, magic. Um, it, it it was a, it was just a mess. I yeah, I have a lot of problems with that game, which I've gone into great detail on a previous <laughs> podcast. Like that's probably one of my biggest disappointments of all time. But to go back to your genre question, I I think it's good to try different things. But like I said, you don't have to be good at every genre or enjoy every genre just play what you like you know (laughs) that's the biggest thing because you can actually learn something very interesting just be like oh i did and i think you if you don't like for me i haven't played a lot of strategy games but i started playing fire emblem and i was just like okay i could see the mega man yin and yang that i could use but i'm just like no let me not use that because if i don't plan my stuff out and my character dies and i can't give him back because i was playing some of the order of fire uh fire emblems with the permadeath 
getting my tail that's whooped. Tough. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. But it was just like, it was teaching me to be like, you know, you have to be smarter than this. Don't just put your character somewhere. Like, really take time and learn. And that's what I got out of the Fire Emblem series. Like, I had to sit down and take my time to learn. Um, I didn't play the adventure games until Phoenix Wright. And, yeah, I think it is. And because of Phoenix Wright, I'm just like, I, I might want to play some more adventure games. And I kind of dig, dig, the, uh, dig them. I haven't get, gotten into Batman one yet uh, from a Telltale, so The Walking Dead. Um, but I do look forward to playing those. Yeah, that, that's a good point that you bring up about adventure games. <laughs> that's another genre that's really taken hold of me just because they're so easy to play. And <laughs> I'm playing through King's Quest right now, and my son, he likes to watch me play that because it's actually funny, and it's like watching a show or movie. Is it pretty the, awesome. Is it the old King's Quest or the remake? It's the re- It's the remake. It's not really a remake. It's just a whole brand-new King's Quest. They're okay. on Chapter 4. I'm playing it for review, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I'm surprised it has good dialogue choices and puzzles, and it's worth checking out. Is it on PlayStation Four? Uh huh. It's on Xbox One, PS4, PC. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it was a crowdfunded sort of deal. They were people committed to King's Quest wanted to bring it back, so they. When they made the game they wanted to make. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that announced at the uh, Video Game Awards? Like, was it last I year? I think so. Yeah, last year, I think so. Okay. See, I didn't know that it was a Kickstarter game. I thought that there was really a company was just remaking it because um, I know they brought the original creators out, gave them a war, and it just said that I, they were making another King Quest, but I didn't know if, that it was Kickstarter, and I didn't even know that they, the game got released. Well, yeah, the creators at the show came out and they did that whole, you know, thing talking about King's Quest, but they weren't going to make the next game. So these people took up the mantra that had a passion for it. Uh-huh. So they sort of passed it on to them and knew that they were going to take the right steps with it. And so far, it's been it's been pretty awesome. So I'm glad that they brought it back. I'm going to try, I'm gonna have to pick it up. Let me put that on my, uh, <laughs> my list of Uh-oh, games. Uh-oh, another game to put on your radar. <laughs> well, Whoops. Yeah, because the next PlayStation 4 game I'm getting is The Last Guardian. Oh, that comes in December. You're right. Um, Final Fantasy 15 I am going to get, but I think I'm going to do that for Xbox One. But I'm going to wait for the reviews for that one. And, uh, but, like, like PlayStation-wise, like, that... Uh, the Last Guardian. I don't care what the reviews are. It could be a six or a seven. I'm still getting that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll wait for that. But I'm getting Rise of the Tomb Raider, which came out for the Xbox One earlier. I'm getting that uh, next week, so I can't wait to experience okay. that. Play the game, and we'll discuss. I will have you back on for optional opinion for Rise of the Tomb oh, Raider. Oh, oh yes, because yes. <laughs> I have. I that was the reason. Uh, well, Ori in the Blind Forest is the reason that I brought the Xbox film, but uh, I got the system when Rise of the Tomb Raider came out, and Witcher Three was already out. So those was the two games like uh, that I got, um, which is surprising because mine was the Rare Replay and Gears of War collection. So I kind of had like like 40 games at that my disposal. Um, oh, and it had Ori in the Blind Forest. So, yeah, it had those three games. And uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider was like the first game that I beat, and it's so good. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Uh, I can't wait. I love the 
first Tomb Raider, the rebooted one they did. So yes. I've been waiting for this day <laughs> for a long time. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> when you finish it, be like, Ed, can we do optional opinion about Rise of the Tomb Raider? I'm like, hop on Skype and let's talk about this game. I think when everybody let's starts playing it, I'm going to replay it too. Because I want to refresh yes. myself. So. Have a big round table discussion on it. Yay. I love that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, how do you feel about sports RPGs and platformers? Um, since those was the three that I focused on for the uh, beauty of video games genres, um, how do you feel about them? Okay, well, sports. <laughs> we'll start off with that. Like you said, I played MLB the Show. I love that series. I haven't picked up Madden since I think. Man, Vic was on the cover Ooh. as an Atlanta Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I think it was like PS2 era. Wow. But those games were always great. I never had a qualm with them. You know, I, I built the Dynasty or whatever. Um, you know, it's a genre that NBA 2K16, that's another one I dabbled in a little bit because it was a free game. Uh-huh. And... Yeah, I, I mean, the competitive nature of those types of games are great for if you have friends to play with a lot of times. Yes. So I appreciate their place. They're not really for me, but um, I do think there's some great games in the sports genre. Um, for platformers, um, and it's hard to say. I haven't really kept up with a platformer in a while. <laughs> I mean, I, I've gone back. To, I have a Wii sitting over there, and mm-hmm. I've play with Eli a little bit like Super Mario Brothers 3 and you know going back to those games because they're such classics and I think every person should experience the grandness of those platformers but um yeah as far as I'm yeah as far as platformers go I'm not really big into that genre either okay per se um some of the newer games I know have platforming mechanics um I can't think of any off the top of my head, though. Record. Like, can you think of good record? Yeah, I don't have an Xbox One. I I would try that. Um, um, a Ratchet and Clank. Like three D. Yeah, yeah, Ratchet and Clank. There we go. Yeah, I played that, and that was that was actually really <laughs> one of the games of the year for yeah. me. Like, just from a fun factor. Oh, Jack. Like and playing a Pixar movie. Uh, yeah, Jack, Jack and Daxter. Oh, I love number one. I hundred percent at that game. Yeah, I bought the collection really cheap. It's <laughs> one point. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> this is where it started." Naughty Dog. So exactly. Yeah. Um, and what's the other RPGs? Yeah, that's yeah. another genre I just love. Um, man, I could. There's so many different games that have RPG mechanics, but like you said, Mass Effect, which the newer the further they went into the series the rpg mechanics or the left but um i love jrpgs like persona 4 golden uh, a game i need yeah. to finish uh, persona 3 fes oh my goodness that yeah that's man. a that's a good one too but <laughs> persona 4 that's that's a must play if you haven't played it yet yeah, like it as far my... as jrpgs yeah yeah i have it on my um, ps3 um, okay question are you getting final fantasy 12 hd yes yes <laughs> oh dude I, that's like my favorite final fantasy almost yeah crazy, I, crazy to say because it's not for a lot of people but 
I love that game. <laughs> oh, the, I grinded in that game so much because my thing was to get that. I got the whole board completed for everybody. Like I, I spent seventy five hours playing that game. <laughs> and yeah, I probably spent about fifty. <laughs> wow. Um. I, well, I, of course, I did all the auto attacks. I like set everybody automatic and uh, kind of did the strategy thing, the bot thing, um, and got stronger that way. Um, I must recommend Tales of Symphonia if you have a PlayStation Three. Just, yeah, I've not... tried to play that, and I just can't get into it for some reason. <sighs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you. At... you I, I say go in for the story because the story is good. It's very lighthearted, very comedic and stuff. Um, if you can make it through the story um, and kind of learn some of the mechanics, it'll be good. But if you can't get into it, that's completely fine. Yeah, I, I want to bring up one to you. Trails of Cold Steel. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? I heard series? of it. Explain it to me because um, I know Part 2 just came out. <laughs> yeah, just think of it as like it these kids getting an academy that have special gifts. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I forget what movie you would equate to that, but <laughs> the most awesome movie you can think of with kids with special ability. I don't know. X-Men <laughs> <laughs> not quite on that level, but yeah, they're sent out, go on quest. And then there's this whole underline and each one. There's like some type of different arch enemy that comes out that you're not, you're not expecting. And it, delves really deeply into the character interactions which is a nice change of pace like who you think is the hero may not be um yeah they're they're really well-told narratives and they're just gameplay is awesome too so if you haven't experienced that i would recommend getting on the vita so okay i I don't have a vita but i know they came out for ps3 yeah ps3 too So I'm gonna have to get Hook those. <laughs> oh, they 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 sound so fun. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, out of those three sports, role playing games, and platformers, which one is impactful and which one is ignored by many? Like, which one you think made a big impact in the video game industry, and which one you think continues to get ignored? I think platformers have made the biggest impact because many games that started with the regular Nintendo were platformers. Like, if we didn't have those games, where would we be <laughs> now, you know? Yeah. I, I think the the impact, you can't quantify it. Without Mario and all those other great platformers that we grew up with, with Sega Sonic and Super Nintendo, you know... Yoshi's World or whatever. I, it's you can't quantify how great those the staying power is for that genre. So maybe it's dropped off for me specifically, but I I can't deny the great impact it's had. And then the one that's um, really sort of by the wayside, I'd have to say maybe RPGs to an extent. They had a renaissance a few years ago, but I think it sort of died back down again. And I'm hoping. Final Fantasy 15 and, you know, all these other great um, RPGs coming out, Persona 5, can rejuvenate that whole system. You know, sports games are, they're going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Every year you get one and they have their 
dedicated crowds. But yeah, that's what I would say. And I think with the RPGs, it's like the mechanics have been placed in so many other genres. So, I mean, it, it feels impactful, but I'm just like, no, you just throw the mechanics from this and implement it in your game. And now people understand, right. like, kind of how the system of a role-playing game stuff works, like grinding. Um, that's a big mechanic for RPGs. But like I said in order, you could do that in Call of Duty. Um, uh, you could do it for, like, Gears of War, like multiplayer mode and stuff. So I'm like, it's just been implemented on so many different levels. Uh, even Borderlands, um, I mean, it, it feels like it's a role-playing yeah. game, but it's mostly like uh, you keep changing guns. And you keep getting different missions, and it's kind of open worldish. Uh, even Grand Theft Auto Five, um, you know, it's an open world genre game, but it implemented some RPG mechanics in it. I don't know why. Like, I don't understand. If your character is good at driving, it's a, you know, it's, it's good at driving. Why are you have? Why do you have to level up his driving mechanics? Like that doesn't make sense. It, uh, it take the whole. You got to do this to level up that and whatever you know. Yeah. <laughs> like with Skyrim. Oh, Skyrim. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. Do you discussion. look? Do you look favorably upon that? <laughs> oh no, I don't like Skyrim at all. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, huh. I I feel like Bethesda cannot make good games. Mm. I do want to play Doom though. Doom, I do want to try. <laughs> Um, but Fallout... I, yeah, try that. It's... Uh, yeah, I keep asking people, I'm just like, can you tell me the story about Fallout? And they keep telling me their experience of what they did. I'm like, no, I need to know what the story is about. And a lot of people cannot tell me the story of what Fallout is. <laughs> yeah, you're the wanderer. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how do you feel about... Uh, genre popularity changing throughout the year so the way that sports have evolved rpgs have evolved platformers or any particular genre of yours that you like like how do you feel about it uh evolving throughout the years and this popularity of that genre um can you say that again you were sort of breaking up for oh, me i'm sorry um, <laughs> oh, that's okay um how does uh, a genre's popularity uh, with it with the uh, with the evolving? Like, how do you feel about it? Uh, like, role playing games have evolved over the years, and how popular is it has gotten, and then stopped being popular. Like, how do you feel about that? Well, um, for as far as the evolution of genres, like you say, with them going in, with them growing, incorporating other genres. Uh-huh. I think that's a way to stay relevant in the space um, as long as they do it right. Like you've mentioned some examples that don't really do a good job of combining elements to make it work. And you either have to go all in with a specific genre of your choice, like with Doom, it's great at one thing and it's awesome for that. But if you add all this other stuff, it's not going to work out. Um, I'm glad it doesn't have the RPG <laughs> mechanics, quite frankly, because it's just the good, good old-fashioned first-person shooter. So, um, yeah, I, as the as it goes on, like I said, with the VR and everything, as they dip into different areas with it, yes. um, it'll be interesting to see how they can incorporate all the 
everything into that. But yeah, um, just keep innovation going with Nintendo Square in the middle. <laughs> oh, yes. Please do. Please do. Um, now that more genres have finally blended into each other, is it hard to tell what actually made the game a particular genre? That's the question I had that. Uh... Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they just bleed, like you said, so much together. Indie, indie and roguelikes. <laughs> right. um, there's just so many. It's hard to even quantify what genres you would say. Like, you could say third person action or just third person or just first person. <laughs> first person shooter, adventure. Um, yeah, you need it. Like you said, you just need to keep the innovation going and keep them going. Like I played um, Dear Esther recently, uh-huh. um, Landmark Edition for the PS4. Such a beautiful game. The, the people that made um, the Rapture game, I forget what it's called. Um, uh, well, anyway, it's just a great walking simulator. Yeah. Just, I love walking simulators anyway because they're easy. You just solve a few puzzles like Gone Home and... Um, yeah, as long as they keep, you know, don't go overboard with combining things. Like, I don't need RPG mechanics in a <laughs> walking simulator. Just keep it simple. <laughs> but also innovate enough that you can get different genres that might appeal to a wider audience. Okay. Um, what are your favorite genres? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I already know the roguelikes. Yes. <laughs> RPGs are a big one. Um, I like Bethesda games. Um, I know you're not as big of a fan, but we'll forgive you for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I understand their qualms because there's glitches and stuff. But, yeah. Um, the Witcher. Yeah. I mean, I hope that Bethesda takes a page from the Witcher because that's one of the best. <laughs> Open world games of all time. I mean, open world could be a genre. I I think there's some burnout to it, but um, can't wait. I I'm really growing to want to play Mafia Three because it sounds too. like it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't have it pre-ordered, but <laughs> it's coming out tomorrow. Actually, oh jeez. Yeah, it's coming. Um, that's I don't need any more games. <laughs> it'll, it'll be out at the time of this recording, but uh. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it's so weird because I can't do Mafia Three just yet. I'm gonna do it next week because Paper Mario Color Splash comes out on the same day, so I'm getting that first before Mafia Three. Um, which is funny if you watch um uh, Connected, um we talk uh, our Destiny episode that we talk about. <clears throat> I bring up Mafia, and there's uh you can actually fight the uh, KKK. In Mafia Three, yeah, <laughs> which that's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh yes, that that alone sold me on the game itself. I was just like, okay, now I want to buy this game because I had yeah. no, I had no interest, no interest to get a Mafia Three because I never played one or two. But when they introduced that, I was just like, okay, I need to get this game. I need to make the missions like go here to this hot spot where they're having a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they, they, that game, oh, man, I can't wait to read reviews because I, I might just go ahead and buy it. Like, <laughs> I need right. to play this. But, we, um, I know yeah, we, I mean. We probably won't see the reviews until Monday because a lot of places didn't get a review copies of it. So, um, 
People are yeah. just going to like buy the game um, and then do a play over the weekend. They'll probably have a review up Monday. So. Yeah, I've been watching tweets from people like Colin Moriarty and other people um, that bought the game and are playing it now and just trying to read up as they go just to see how awesome it is. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, those, as far as genre goes, those are probably the biggest. And third-person action, too, like The Last of Us and... Uh-huh uncharted i mean those games if they're done that well are some of my favorites so well i know definitely for me rpgs and platformers are like huge major rpgs mostly um beat em ups are a big thing 2d or 3d like i said i love bayonetta 2 uh streets of race 2 (laughs) is like my all-time favorite i love final uh final fight 2 um oh you're the man (laughs) yes i love love final fight 2 i love that game um, Batman uh, Returns for the Super Nintendo, uh, TMNT. Uh, oh, that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, Turtles in Time. Did uh, you ever play the Death and Death and Return of Superman? <laughs> was that the one for was... the Super Nintendo? No, I didn't. What's that? No, I. Oh didn't. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I, I forgot all about that one. You gotta go back to that. That I remember that game. It was hard as all hell but <laughs> it was awesome because you actually took all the supermans guy that it was a beat up but you got to play as all the supermans and it was that was pretty awesome yeah every time i went to the arcade i looked for a beat em up so of course like turtles the simpsons uh the ninja kids yes simpsons <laughs> uh yeah i'm glad i have that on my ps3 still uh, konami had the, the best Beat em ups. I mean, Capcom, they had some good ones, uh, like Aliens vs. Predator. Um, that one was good. Uh, Cadillacs of Dinosaurs. Um, but Konami would take that <laughs> art style. Yeah, Konami would take that art style of that TV show or whatever, or that comic book, and implement it in their game. So the Simpsons yeah. looked like the Simpsons cartoon. You know, the X Men looked like the X Men cartoon. Um, the turtles look like the comic book and stuff. Like, uh, and even some of the old games, like Metamorphic Force. Like that one was a good one. Oh my goodness, I'm telling my age. <laughs> <laughs> I know we both are. Trust me. <laughs> um, I'm getting getting some gray here. <laughs> um, the Metroidvania games, or I would just say the the Metroid style games, um, and Castlevania. Uh, those 2D games have always been a favorite of mine. Um, Sleeping Dogs, like that open world genre. I, I prefer Sleeping Dogs than Saints Row 3 over Grand Theft Auto. It sounds weird, but those games play yeah, I better. I do too. They play better and they do open world a little bit better than Grand Theft Auto. Sleeping Dogs is so underrated. Oh, <laughs> goodness. I, I have it for, I just rebought it for Xbox One and beat the whole game again. I'm just like, this game is so, still so good. <sighs> it um, is. Um, the, act, the racers like Mario Kart, I love. Like, Mario Kart Double Dash is a favorite of mine. It's like, oh, just oh, perfect. That game really. Oh, you praise that game that I had in. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I love Mario Kart 8. That's that's great. Like, that's my second Mario Kart game. But Double Dash is, like, still top number one. Um, like I said, platformers, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, um, Luigi's Mansion. 
uh, Super Mario 3D World, uh, that game is just perfection. I, I really would love to have a concert of Super Mario 3D World because the live music in that game is phenomenal. Um, God of War, of course. It uh, is. Uh, Jack and Daxter. Herx uh, uh, Adventure was one of the road games for PlayStation <laughs> 1. Um, I, I, I wonder if you remember a game called Loaded by Interplay? No. I don't remember that. It was the one where it had a clown on it. It's not Twisted Metal, but uh, it was one of the earlier PlayStation 1 games. And it's called Loaded. It's like a... It, yeah. It, not so much rogue, but uh, it's like a over-the-top shooter. And you had to find color keys to get the different uh, rooms to find ammo and stuff like that. It's a hmm. real old game. <laughs> Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, Konami, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Konami did a game called Overkill, which was like a uh, like a, a diagonal. I've uh, heard of that. Yeah, that one is bad, but um, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and we didn't talk about well. Uh, I, I talked about Phoenix Wright, but uh, Snatcher for the Sega Genesis for the Sega CD. Um, I didn't get a chance to play it, but I watched Snatcher. the video. Yeah, Snatcher was the game by Hideo <laughs> Kojima. Um, it took Blade Runner in, in a way and made it like an adventure game. Dude, I've seen that's like a cult classic. I've seen many people bring that back up oh, <laughs> as one of the best games he's ever made. Yeah, and I kind of wish uh, they did a remake of Snatcher. I, w- I would really love, but it's Konami, so. Um, yeah, they'll make a pachinko machine out of it. Sports <laughs> uh, <first>, <laughs> games was like NBA Jam, NFL Blitz. Um, Joe Montana football for the Sega Genesis, Triple Bay Triple Play baseball for the Sega Genesis was like a was a good one. Um, the NFL 2K and NBA 2K for Dreamcast was uh, about. Did you ever play Big Hurt baseball? <laughs> no, I didn't get a chance to. I wanted to though. <laughs> oh, that was the jam back in the day. <laughs> Frank Thomas, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Um, do you remember Arch Rivals? At the I do, but I never played it. Yeah, I didn't play it that much, but that was kind of like uh, where you was able to punch people and make them slip. <laughs> um, like those kind of sports games and ar- arcade ones I liked. Uh, what other genres? Goodness. Um, I know, it's crazy how many genres overlap and you just love. <laughs> like Bioshock. Oh, Bioshock. Gosh. Yeah, those games are so fantastic. I'm playing through the Bioshock collection right now. Okay. <laughs> Even though I probably shouldn't, but <laughs> that final, I just love those games. That final fight in Bioshock Infinite is horrible. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. <sighs> I actually like, in Bioshock Infinite, I actually play through it again. I like it better than the original Bioshock, which I don't, which I think is crazy for a lot of people, uh, but I, I just like the story arc. It's like the doctor who like <laughs> weird way it goes about things plus elizabeth as a secondary character i i adore her yeah. <laughs> like she's probably one of my favorite characters of all time so uh, did you save all the kids in bioshock because i did <laughs> yeah yeah i oh you cruel animal <laughs> you take those slugs out of them or whatever <laughs> yeah I, I was yeah thinking- i um 
I'm playing through now and I'm playing on evil, but I always play good when I play any games first. So, <laughs> which reminds me, do you love playing evil character? Do you love doing evil stuff like in Mass Effect or or stuff like that? Anything that breaks your morality? Because um, uh, like Infamous, um, I went good for the first playthrough, but when I did the second game, I went all evil. So I was saying, uh, like I said, I. I was just playing to romance Garrus. I didn't care what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was my main goal in life. Of like, this guy's too awesome. I have to. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I always play the good. No matter when I play something the first time, I try to be good. That's with Dishonored. You know, I I tried not to kill anybody or Deus Ex. Um, oh, human man. I always try stealth games. That's another genre that I haven't hit on. How could I forget stealth? The stealth genre. Oh man, yes. um, <laughs> I love those games too. Splinter Cell, Thief, the original Thieves, not the reboot that they just released. I but that one was uh, uh, was bad. Yeah, I haven't even played it. But uh, Thief, the whatever the Machine Age or whatever. Oh, uh, Thief, that was so fantastic. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't get into Splinter Cell. I tr- I try I love Metal Gear Solid like the first one, um, but yeah. but Splinter Cell I just could I know a lot of people love that game but I have uh I think the last one was Conviction I think that was the last one or um, uh the black or the blacklist or was it the something like that yeah something <laughs> like that uh that it came up for all the consoles I have the Wii U version and I tried it and I'm just like mm, I I can't do this this. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Um, like you said, Metal Gear Solid, that's more appealing. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it has the Hideo Kojima, and the games are great anyway. But I always like, I don't know why, I always like Splinter Cell better. But maybe it's because it had more of a stealth aspect to it. Uh-huh. But um, I, I haven't tried the Assassin's Creed games, but I have some of them. Like Black Flag, I have. Um, but I think I just need to pop it in and try it. Uh uh, the stuff yeah. is those games are, those games are hit and miss. Yeah. Um what other genres? I think we kinda touched on all of them. Uh sports, RPGs, oh, uh, first person shooters, RPG RPGs, uh, F- uh FPS uh Metroid Prime, where that's the first person adventure. Um uh that enjoyed um Borderlands, I enjoyed um Bioshock, I enjoyed um, I tried Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 when they had the airport one and I was just like uh, this game is janky <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've never been into Call of Duty too much um, Battlefield 1 though that's coming out soon mm-hmm. I don't know that, that has me intrigued for some reason I, I'm gonna wait for the review because I think yeah. there's to be too many cutscenes and not actual gameplay that I've seen. And that gets very and, concerned. Oh, one game that's really got me back in the first-person shooters, Overwatch. Mm. It's <sighs> almost perfect. It's almost perfect, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even into multiplayer games, but, oh, man, it's so great. If I, you get friends together. I said, um, don't play over. No, I, no I, not Overwatch. I was like... I'm like, don't play Destiny. Play, uh, get a Wii and play Splatoon. <laughs> Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know that's telling my. I know that might sound kiddie, but Splatoon is so good. 
No, um, I hear so many good things about Splatoon. I I, I can't play it because I don't have a Wii U, but uh, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you and many others. It's so good. Oh, I wish you were able to play Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Oh, you and your son would <laughs> love it. You and... The charm factor. Oh, you it's would. Off the charts. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I'm just like, oh my goodness, this game is amazing. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. Um, puzzle games we did talk about. Uh, Tetris, playing the, the puzzle games. More recently, have you played The Witness? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's that's one you should just buy. <laughs> and, and try. That's I, like probably my favorite puzzle game of all time. I know we got a perfect ten uh, when it came out, so that was like that's very high to be in a game of the year contender. Um, yeah, but I have you know what? I haven't heard a lot of people say they finished everything. And so I'm, um, I probably have to go and check it out. Uh, hopefully, it's going to sale or something. You have to have patience, a lot of patience for it. But it's so rewarding mm-hmm. because there's puzzle solutions. It's a perfect game for me because I can play it in bits and chunks. And if I get frustrated and have to stop, then I can just, you know, take a break for like a few days, then come back. And then the puzzle solution, I'll be like, oh. There it is. That's how you figure it out. And it, there's all these types of moments like that. Like you yeah. don't know what the heck you're doing with these line puzzles. But then once you figure it out, it's just like a revolution. Like, man, okay, now I can figure out this next batch of puzzles. And yeah, I, I love that game. That's that's one of my biggest surprises of the year. I have to pick it up. It's on my list. Uh, um, flying games or the flying genre. Uh, we only had <laughs> Star Fox Zero and... Um, no Man's Sky, and I, I I would say this I and please and for all those who hear this they might not agree with me I think Star Fox Zero was better than No Man's Sky I think uh, I don't think you have a bad argument there <laughs> you know, and, and I know No Man's Sky had big ambitions but I think it let a lot of people down um, and like ever since that game has been released it's just been having problems there's been so much drama about it. Where, yeah, I can understand the uh, Polygon not reviewing it because of the control scheme, but I'm just like, there's people who really enjoy that game. And um, whether you like the control scheme or not, it's just like, at least it's playable. You could get into it. Yeah. That's another, I love Star Fox 64. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's such a good game. But... Yeah, if I had a Wii U, like I said, I'm missing out on so many <laughs> great titles not having one. <laughs> Maybe when it goes down to like $100. <laughs> oh. when that, whenever, that won't happen for another 10 years. Because <laughs> oh. trust me, I have a long list of games that I could recommend for Wii U, and you would be like, I should have played this when it came out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. It's, it's weird. A lot of people are getting to GameCube games are... And some of the people who are playing them are regretting not getting a GameCube. They they was able to get one, but they didn't like Nintendo or they, they didn't like the GameCube. They thought it was a kitty machine. And now people are <laughs> going back getting it. And they know the games are expensive, but they'll pay the money and people are playing them just be like, I should have bought this when it came out. Yeah, it's like, like Eternal Darkness for the GameCube. Oh, yeah. the horror genre. I haven't really oh, touched on that. Yes. <laughs> um, Resident Evil. That that's the big Resident Evil Four, I would say. Um, really yeah. Big. Um, 
Silent Hill is just utter garbage. I cannot deal with the control scheme in this. I cannot uh, deal see, with it. Silent Hill 1, I can agree with you, but Silent Hill 2 is generally, genuinely like one of the cr- most terrifying things I've ever played. <laughs> I had nightmares uh, for weeks after playing that. <laughs> it's more psychological horror, though. Yeah. Like PT. Did you have the privilege of playing that? No, I didn't. I didn't have a PlayStation oh. 4 when it came out. Um, okay, man. I feel so bad for people that haven't been experienced that. That's one of the best horror experiences you can ever have, <laughs> bar none. And it's just like a tech demo. <laughs> right. But it seems that Resident Evil 7 is giving people that fix. Like, if you haven't played the demo, yeah. play the Resident Evil 7 demo. Um, it's funny. So, um, I had a job at Six Flags, and my first video game that I was able to purchase as a mature adult, because I was like uh, 18 at the time, was Resident Evil for the PlayStation. When this original big uh, cardboard <laughs> box I had, um, Resident Evil, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually beat Resident Evil 2 on the N64. Uh, I beat Resident Evil 3 on the Dreamcast. I tried Code Veronica, didn't like it. Uh, Resident Evil 4, I beat on GameCube. Uh, 5, I beat on PlayStation 3. And I didn't play Resident Evil 6 because it was just <laughs> the, uh, the reviews for it. Isn't that cool how you're saying that? Like, every a Resident Evil game has been on every, like, system as it's gone up. Exactly. Like, it stood the test of time. And I, I own... Uh, the one that was there was on the boat, Resident Evil Revelations. I own that one on Wii U. Um, I just got to finish it. Uh, yeah, I have that one for the PS3, but it's hard to go back. <laughs> really? But I want to play that, go back to that. Um, yeah, Resident Evil, jeez, man, those games are just so iconic. The Jill whole, you were going to be a Jill sandwich line. <laughs> and the dog jumping out and scaring oh, the crap out of you. That was so scary. Um, Resident Evil 4, the part that scared me is the wolves that jump out and the tentacles come out. I'm like, oh, every time that part came on, I would cut the system off and be like, nope. Um, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. But I did beat Resident Evil 4. I, I, I got through it. And I have I have it for Xbox One, so I can't wait to replay that one, um, which is weird. I got 4 for Xbox One, but Resident Evil 5 for PlayStation 4. <laughs> even though I beat place, uh, even though I beat Resident Evil Five on PS3, um, oh, I have to recommend Okami. I have to get that out the way. If you yes. have not played Okami, you are in for a treat. It's on PlayStation Three to get get the HD version. Not only is the graphics beautiful, it's a, it's funny, um, uh, innovative uh, gameplay, and oh my goodness, those dungeons are so good. And I love the boss fights. Um, and when uh, Amaratsu, when uh, when you get the an- when you meet the other animals and stuff, uh, not the ones that you feed and get their like uh, happiness, but the animals <laughs> from the zodiac sign, I I love those little cutscenes. It's uh, that game is so beautiful. It's like you said, it's underrated. It nearly needs to be played. Like I have it, I played it on the Wii, I believe. Uh, yeah, you could use the. I think that's one of the. True, I hate the Wii Remote, but I think that's one of the games that truly uses it <laughs> in an awesome way. So I play with my Move controller 
for the remaster one that oh, I have. Nice. And, um, yeah, I, I think that game just played perfectly that way. So I uh, I brought it on PS2. That was the first first and only game that I reserved for PlayStation 2. I literally had to go to a GameStop that's like 35 minutes away from my house. And put that. I was the only one that put that game on reserve. And once I, <laughs> once I got it, I actually took a week off from work to play that whole game, and was just just surprised on how beautiful it was. And was just like this, I know a lot of people say this is the Legend of Zelda for Capcom. I'm like, but I'm, I had to tell people, I'm like, well, you do realize that Capcom has made Legend of Zelda games for the Game Boy, so why yeah. like why not implement that into this i'm like they studied the legend of zelda wind waker but i'm like capcom has made the zelda game so they know how the formula works right yeah and that, like you said it's just beautiful the control method and yeah i i want i need to go back to that now <laughs> you're making me want to go back to it which i know i can't but maybe i'll have eli play it Watch him. <laughs> and someone, we live it through his eyes. Capcom, please bring back Beautiful Joe. Oh, that game is just... I love one or two, but... Yeah. <laughs> Clover. I miss Clover. Oh. So, <laughs> Sweet Clover. Uh, so, uh, the last question, we probably just went over a whole bunch of games, but um, which genre defines the consoles the best? So, what do you think... What genre defines Nintendo? defines nintendo yes well i would say it has to be the platformer <laughs> that's where their bread and butter's at <laughs> mario is from super mario the original to super mario galaxy i mean they out of all genres they do that perfectly <laughs> and if i'm gonna play a platformer most likely it's gonna be on the nintendo console so um, Sony. Sony. I would say they would be the third person action. Going from really? back to Yeah, I mean Tomb Raider, that's more adventure, but third yeah. person games in general. A siphon filter. You go yes. to Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um the PS2 I mean, this is more RPG, but it's sort of action, third-person, uh, Kingdom Hearts. I mean, could go that way. Um, and then P- me and our friend was talking about SoCom. SoCom, yeah. Yeah, and then PS3 with The Last of Us and Uncharted. They that When I play those games, it speaks to me in that regard to third-person. Those are my favorite types of games to play on PlayStation. Okay, now I agree with you. I thought you would say role playing games, but now the way that you put action, like yeah, that defines that defines yeah. the Sony platforms. Yeah, I mean RPGs, but RPGs were big. Yeah, guess one era. It it's weird because RPGs were big because of Final Fantasy VII, but when the DS and the 3DS, when the DS came out in or even the Game Boy Advance. But mostly when the DS came out, RPGs was the thing for handhelds. True, like, yeah, true. Um, like, because Atlas, it, like, if you look at Atlas now, they drop so many games on the 3DS than they do on the uh, PS3 or the, on the Sony platforms. Like, yeah. 
PS Vita is a haven for JRPGs, though. Yes. So <laughs> yes. that's what I love that system for. Yes. Honestly. Uh, Microsoft. Uh, you got to go with the first-person shooters with Microsoft. When yeah. I equate <laughs> their brand, I think of Halo. Um, Gears of War's third-person, but technically it could be <laughs> cover-based third-person, first-person shooter. I mean, it's sort of in that same regards. Um, Call of Duty was synonymous with Xbox for a yes. while and Battlefield, and so... Yeah, I think they really paved the way for computer-like gaming with the original Xbox for first-person shooters on consoles. Uh, what about PC? Let's just add PC just for I would say... Well, you got it's when you think about PCs, it started with um, just like I think multiplayer experiences, maybe MOBAs are a big thing, dungeon crawlers, um, Diablo, yes, things like that. I think are really tactical sort of games. Um, Dragon Age, the original for PC, was those types of games are just better on PC. Same with first... I mean, you could say the same thing for first-person shooters with Wolfenstein and Doom, the originals. Um, but I think the big thing for computers is just the how much easier it is for tactical games. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to play Command & Conquer, <laughs> I want to play it on a PC. So, um, Would you like to say anything about uh, the Vita, PSP, DS, 3DS, like... <laughs> like handhelds or handhelds I am like do you want would you like to say <laughs> I'm a big proponent of the PS Vita um I'm I'm sick that sick to my stomach that Sony gave up on it because <laughs> exactly. I believe it's one of my favorite systems of all time other than the stupid proprietary memory cards that oh, <laughs> cost that... you an arm and a leg oh. for each one I... bad marketing I, 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 yeah, but for JRPG, I mean, it's my JRPG machine and indie machine. Like, I can play all those types of games on it, on the go, so I love it for that. Um, 3DS and DS, um, <laughs> I like the innovation there, but I bought each one and I've sold them back just because, I don't know, I'm just... I don't want to say they feel too much like toys because the newer models really are built well. Uh, <laughs> but I just didn't get into, I don't know. I don't know. They probably just didn't have the genre of games that you'd like. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. And that's Nintendo in general. Like, I just prefer, like, writing for PlayStation. <laughs> I just prefer that. You know, I'm not a fanboy. I'm rooting for Microsoft and... <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo mostly, because I want them to succeed for a healthy video game ecosystem. Yes. But, um, yeah, Game Boy, the original Game Boy, I'll just go mention that, because that had some of the best platformers and, and gaming you could have on a handheld at the time. And yeah. I bought mine because this kid want, didn't want it for, like, two bucks. Wait, what? <laughs> he, just saw, he, he just said he didn't want his Game Boy anymore. I, I want I want to get rid of this thing. So, um, thank you, Jake, wherever you are now. <laughs> for selling me your Game Boy for $2 because that little machine yeah it was one of the best 
systems I could ever have. So. <laughs> All right. Um, any final thoughts or any final topics? Do you have anything you want to bring up, ask, or say? Uh... <laughs> no, I. More than anything, it's just awesome that we could. I like the I like the topic you brought up about genres because it's not something I really think about too often. When I just play games, I play what I enjoy. But yeah, when you think about it, just how much the video game industry has grown and it's going to continue to grow with the different genres we play. I'm just looking forward to every <laughs> adventure we take. So I'll go. From, yeah, that's all I want. I need to say. <laughs> Um, any plugs? Uh, would you like to go ahead and plug? I'll plug away. Minus <laughs> the brand. Um, I write for PlayStationEnthusiast.com and Enthusiast.gg. It's sort of like the N4G minor site. We're trying to build it up. So if you want to go over there, read my reviews or whatever other content we have on there, it's pretty awesome. You can go in there and write your own things. Um, yeah, um, that's about it. Find me on Facebook at Josh Brandt, and um, my screen name's minus the brand on PSN. Just leave me, just let me know where you heard me from, and I'll add you as a friend. And maybe we can game Overwatch style. <laughs> so. And did you give your Twitter? Yes, at minus the brand. M I N U S T H E B R A N T. Yep. All right. Um, closing remarks. Okay, now this is the eulogy, uh, and after the eulogy, we're actually we're ending the show. Um, but before you go, um, you guys can check more of Optional Opinion at SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, the anonymous radio network.podbean.com. Um, you can read the beauty of video games uh, about sports um, platformers and RPGs. Go to IGN.com. Just t- uh, check under Anime, E-N-I-M-E. Once again, I want to thank everybody. Um, Josh, I want to thank you for giving this eulogy. Um, I want to thank uh, Adam McGill, Johnny Walmack, and uh, John O'Hagan for coming on the podcast and um, spending their time talking about these uh, particular genres. Um, thank you guys once again. Thank you for all the comments and for everybody reading about it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at that retro code. Um, you can find me on Xbox One under the Lyrical One, uh, PSN or Comico. Uh, I also do another podcast called World One One, uh, so you can check that out at um, iTunes, Google Play. It's really good. Yeah, SoundCloud. I'll have to have you on World One 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 day. <laughs> we have to talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all for it yeah arch- archive.org um we have a facebook page for world one one so just check out world one one podcast at, at facebook.com um uh i also write for uh i'm part of team nerd now so you guys can check out my review for record at team uh in 3rd on youtube um and our facebook page i'm also part of the dna uh, digital nerd advocates uh so you can check my writing that at digitalnerdadvocates.com. Uh, check out some of my writings there. Um, I also write for Skirmish Frogs, S-K-I-R-M-I-S-H.com. I do a series called The Moment. Uh, I know I do a lot of writing, a lot of talking, a lot of plugging, um, where I talk about old video games and how they relate to my personal life. Um, we do, you guys can find me at under Optional Opinion, all capital letters on, on top. 
Um, if you go to World One One Podcast, you'll find more most of my tags uh, for my systems, and you can check out my t- uh, Twitch page at the Lyrical One, where I do a Let's Learn, where I teach about games and talk about that game in that genre. Uh, so I did some about Recore, um, and I did some about like Sleeping Dogs, talking about open world. I just got to start doing a little bit more because um, I've been busy. Um, and with the, all of that, <laughs> you um, think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, last but not least, you get. Uh, I want to hear. What what you guys think about the uh what you guys thought about this project um what you think about genres in general you can email the show at my op two comment at yahoo.com n-y-o-p the number two c-o-m-m-e-n-t dot com uh check out the deluded geeks at the numbness radio network which i'm also a part of um and like i said you can check option opinion also there now with all of that out of the way josh you the <laughs> You have the floor, and you will be ending the show. So I will be ending the show. Yes. Yeah, so uh, give your eulogy uh, or give the closing remarks for this project, for the genres, uh, and then we will be done. I have to go back and say, just play, <laughs> have fun with gaming, with play with PSVR and all these VR projects. Just enjoy. We're in the renaissance of gaming right now. So go out, <laughs> play things. It's I think gaming's better than it's ever been, and it's only going to grow with the NX coming up. I'm super pumped. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have enough money, as Ed can attest to, with, with all these things that are coming out. <laughs> but I'm going to try. And, um, yeah, just like I said, with any genre, just stay. Just play what you want to play. Enjoy it. Try different things, but overall, the fun factor is where it's at. So, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, everybody, we are out. Thank you once again. <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for the eulogy. Thank you for closing us out. And with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a weekend. Just like Josh is, enjoy the games that you play. Have fun with them. And with that, we are out. Peace. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>